This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Our next guest, who is one of the great Twitter follows ever, Mr. Lavelle Moten, the basketball coach at NC Central, future uh, governor of the state of North Carolina, as I like to call him. Uh, On Twitter, he put out a picture of Jason Tatum, and I know you guys uh, have a great relationship, and you guys speak a lot. Um, I don't know if he texted you after last night's game. What'd you think, Coach? But I'm sure you thought pretty highly of what Jason Tatum did last night. Man, I, I thought extreme, extreme high, right? Because uh, I'm a, number one. I'm just an avid Boston Celtics fan, right? And um, obviously, him and I got a great relationship, and it's become like our ritual to text each other. Um, after playoff games and you know a lot of times it's tough conversations a lot of times it's you know hey what did you see and so on and so forth and the only thing I told him you know prior to I think it was the game before this one I said you know he didn't have any points in the fourth quarter but that wasn't that didn't mean he wasn't showing up Miami just plays zone at the beginning of the fourth quarter virtually every game he was serving as a facilitator. And I said, you got to give that up and let Marcus handle the ball. And then you just go attack the high post area and get a scoring range. And he did that last night. <laughs> I'm not saying he did it because of me, but I was just happy that he did it. Right. So him or Joe or somebody made the adjustment and, you know, I it got Miami out there, out the zone and, and we ended up winning. Right? right. So that's what I was happy about. As long as we don't get swept. And so now we can go back home. Hopefully we'll get this one and apply some series pressure back to Miami. So the hurricanes are in the exact same spot as the Boston Celtics. Boston won game yeah. four on the road, gets to come back home in game five. Um, now they didn't do well in game five against Philadelphia, but different animal, I think, and maybe a different situation for Boston. Is it, is it a case where the Celtics, and the, and the level of desperation they played with last night, because the third quarter completely flipped the script on the game, is there a sense that they can continue that? My, Miami is a really, really tough team to beat. Yeah, they, they're, they're tough because they have, a, they have a system and they have a culture. I think what you're seeing right now in the NBA is a transition of individual play back to the systems, right? Like mm-hmm. for so long, the Spurs had a system and, you know, now Denver has a system and now Boston has a system and Miami has a system. It's the cultural effect, right? Because those guys, you know, Spo has been there for a while, so he's not worried about his job. And, right. you know, obviously Pat Riley is there, right? And so you're going to do things to heat weight. So they're able to take some undrafted, talented guys and get them to buy in. Meanwhile, everyone else is like, you know, just trying to, Frankenstein it a little bit and collect all the talent and, you know, the individualism. And that really does not work, you know, anymore. And so Miami has been extremely tough because they're so disciplined and they're so uh, tough in what they do. But what I, what I told many people is that basketball teams aren't as tough when they're not making shots, right? <laughs> the toughest dude in a gym is the guy that just made his last shot. That's the guy that beats his chest that yells, I'm him, and that's the guy that goes to half court and slap the floor, and now he's ready to guard somebody. That's always the toughest guy. And last night, Miami didn't make any shots, and so we looked like the tougher team. Prior to that, we weren't making shots, and they looked like the tougher team. So it's amazing the psychology that the basketball has when it goes in the hole on a, on a basketball player. I love the fact that Lavelle Moten is using the term we 
as uh, in relation to the I do. I that I that, that helping. I'm sorry. No, that's good. That see <laughs> Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. In my position, it's hard to use weed. I can't use, I'm a Hurricanes fan, right? I can't use weed when I talk about, I have to maintain some level, uh, but it, but I, it, it comes out from time to time. Uh, and I'm not embarrassed by it. I just try, I try to limit it. But I mean, you, you have, you have every right to be a fan of the Boston Celtics. Um, when you talk about culture, so mm-hmm. the the Celtics have managed to get this. This is not the first time they have gotten this far. It's like the fourth time that this crew has gotten mm-hmm. gotten this far. Um, they haven't always come through in the biggest moments. They they had a two one lead at home in Game Four in the finals to the Warriors and lost the next three, including Game Four and Game Six on their home court. Uh, is the culture? I, I've asked the question: are, Is this team tough enough to win an NBA title? So, what is what is their culture, and can they overcome whatever they've had to overcome before? Well, the culture is very similar, I think, to the Warriors. Um, you know, we shoot it. There, I go with we again. Yeah, they it's fine. Shoot a lot. They, no, it's good. They they shoot a lot of threes. Um, you know, they play together. They share the basketball. They have a bunch of buy-in, and we really guard and defend. We haven't guarded and defended as well as we normally do in the playoffs. Um, to answer your question, are they tough enough to win a championship? I think so, but that doesn't matter. you got to show and prove that, right. right? And so some of the mishaps and unfortunate situations that's occurred in the last year well, I think that's part of the process to building an NBA champion, right? Like, and you start with all the great ones, whether it was Jerry West or Magic or Bird or uh, Mike right. or, you know, Dr. J. They all had to go through LeBron, right? They all <laughs> have to go through the tough times. They had got to go through the adversity because that kind of builds your character and prepares you for the appreciation of the moment along the way. So I don't think the, the Boston Celtics is going to be you know, excluded from that because I think everyone has to go through that process. It's just a matter of how much have they learned from the past and previous situations and how well can they apply it, right? Because they're beyond the point of talking right now. The expectation is to deliver, and that's the truth of the matter. We haven't seen, by the way, we're talking with Lavelle Moulton, NC Central basketball coach and uh, avid Boston Celtics fan. We have not Mm -hmm. seen the best of Jalen Brown yet. Right? Can they win another three Without Jalen Brown, be you know showing that he is an All NBA player. I don't think we can win three without him. Um, but that's the beauty of a team, you know. In a seven game series, oftentimes, you know, even going back to you know, and people don't want to hear this, right? Because everybody and I love Michael Jordan more than anyone. Sure. But, you know, I love him because and you and I we're old enough to remember some bad games that he had, right? But I don't remember any bad way, games. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> right, but you know, there were times his teammates lifting them up, whether yeah. it was for the first half or second half or so on and so forth, right? They're, they're human. They're going to have bad games. They're going to struggle. But the beauty about seven games is that you can struggle once or twice, but over the course and period of time, you have to be able to regain, you know, your, your NBA all-star um, mojo to get everyone under the hump, over the hump. <clears throat> and obviously him and JT, him and Jason have been the two catalysts that's carried us all year, right? We can't expect Marcus to win an entire game, you know, a series right. for us. We can't expect Malcolm Brogdon or um, Al Horford to win an entire series. We need those guys to contribute. But at the end of the day, you know, a.k.a. Grant Williams last night, he got us out of Miami. Yeah. He was really instrumental in getting us out of Miami. He's Huge. kind of lifted and filled in for Jalen, right? So I don't expect that from Grant when we go to Boston. I expect him to play well and play hard. But, again, you know, those guys that you play this max money to, that's why they pay you the big bucks, as they say. And there's, there's no question. Uh, Grant Williams, to me, I when I was, like, the, the players who had the most impact on the win, Tatum, obviously, mm-hmm. I wrote Grant Williams second because that third quarter uh, was exact. They needed a spark. He gave them a spark. That 16-0 run or whatever it ended mm-hmm. up being uh, completely changed the game. Uh, let me go to the to the West real quick with Lavelle Moton. Um, do you think LeBron is serious about contemplating retirement? No, nah, I don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't either. Like I love him. That's my guy, but I I, I don't. Um, I think he's thought about it, and I think it's crossed his mind, right? And so he's at the he's at the stage in his career where it should, right? I told someone that I just told my staff recently. I said. Do y'all remember, like, when you stopped playing basketball and then one day you just went to the YMCA and played all day? And you remember how you felt the following day, right? <laughs> like, the aches and the pains at 38, 39 years old and 40. And then, like, the last thing you wanted someone to tell you was, the next day, let's go play again. I said, so that's what LeBron is going through right now. Like, time waits for no man. He's a human being. His body is getting older, although he's in phenomenal shape, but... You know, he's experienced some things that he's never experienced before. He's really sore after games now. He's like, whoa, right? My my 40-inch vertical is now probably a 32, right? right? And so my lateral movement isn't as quick as it used to be. I've done and given everything to the game of basketball. And people got to understand, he's been in the league over half his life. Yeah, That's crazy to me. You know what I'm yep. saying? So all he knows is NBA basketball. You know, most people play basketball half their life. This dude has been in the NBA over half his life. And he's coming off a year where he's averaged 29 points. So in his mind, it's like, well, do I have anything else to show for it? So I think he's contemplating it. But at the end of the day, I, I think he'll be back. Yeah, on top of the fact that he had to declare, he had to go to the LeBron James of foot doctors, which I always assumed was he just mm-hmm. decided he was going to play through whatever pain he was dealing with, with plantar fasciitis, mm-hmm. which anybody's ever had it. Uh, you understand oh how painful it is. You can't do anything about it. I mean, I'm I'm sure he's going to have some procedure after the season. So he's also had to deal with that injury, but he still played uh, at an incredibly high level. I don't see him retiring. I don't like the rumors about Kyrie going there. I know they have won before with Le- mm-hmm. LeBron and Kyrie, but I'm not sure that Kyrie is what they – I don't know. Do you think Kyrie makes them – Significant. He certainly makes them more talented. Does he make them a better team? Right. Yeah. On, on paper and for sports talk, yeah, it sounds good. Um, however, their needs and I, I, you know, I know a lot of Laker fans, and obviously, 
as a Celtics fan throughout the my brother's a Lake Lakers fan, so he he and I go out it right. all the time. Shout out shout out to my brother Earl Moten. But I told him like as long as LeBron's your best player, you're not gonna win. And I don't that's not a knock to LeBron. Right. LeBron used to be they used to try to, you know, pigeonhole him in and find out what position he was. At the end of the day, LeBron was always a point guard. He always right. had the ball in his hand, he dictated pace, et cetera, et cetera. Right? And so he could control the game, control tempo, go by his man when he wanted to, do virtually what he wanted. At 38, he he can't and shouldn't be asked to do that anymore. So now you need a ball-dominant guard that can get paint touches, right? Anthony Davis gets a lot of criticism, but he doesn't get any easy baskets. And a lot of easy baskets come from guards being able to break people down. It's always been a guards game, and it always will be. And I just don't think you can win at any level, whether it's 10 and under AAU, high school, college, or in the NBA without elite guard play. And what you're seeing right now around the league is elite guard play, right? And so yeah. once you factor and sprinkle that in with big men, that's what makes Denver so special. They got elite guard play, but then they have the, you know, uh, MV, reigning MVP or whatever, uh, two-time with, with Joker. Yeah. And it's a hard stop. So they just come at you for all angles. So when Joker is struggling for three or four minutes, KCP is picking you up, or Jamal Murray is carrying yeah. you, or Aaron Gordon is playing, you know, carrying you. Now they got a bench. All of those things factor, and I don't think L.A. have that. I think they need a ball-dominant guard that can create and make life easier for everyone else, and I think they need two wings that can shoot and defend. That's it. That's all they need. Those You should be able to go to the store uh, and, and, and get those real quick. Yeah, Target. <laughs> Before, I don't think you can get those at Target. I think you have to go to a higher-end store to get the ones that the Lakers want. Um, real quick before I let Lavelle Moton go, uh, Nikola Jokic, I asked Jay Williams yesterday to compare him, and he's basically said he's a cross between Arvidas Simonis and Dirk yeah. Nowitzki. Uh, and I had always thought about Arvidas because just for the passing alone. Right. Um, but, I mean, th- we have not seen anything like this. The full game, the running the break as a center, I we've yeah. never seen this. Yeah, I I think he's a cross between Sabonis and Kevin McHale, right? Okay. Because I think he has incredible footwork. I think he has incredible fundamentals. And I think he sees the floor so well, right? I think his greatest gift and skill set is, is passing the basketball. For any of your listeners that's listening right now who's not familiar with uh, Arvita Sabonis, well, in a nutshell, you can go Google him or whatever. He's a former Lithuanian basketball player, yeah. but he's the reason we started sending pros to the Olympics. That's right. <laughs> That's that guy, right? Yep. And so um, he was amazing, right? And so his passing ability, just his ability to bounce it and, you know, just play the Euro-style game and bring that to the NBA. But, you know, I also sprinkle in a lot of Kevin McHale because I see great post moves, and he's heavy. And he can score on the block. He can score with his back to the basket. And that kid, I mean, that dude is special, yep. right? And he, he's, a, he's a major, major problem. And for so long, a lot of people weren't familiar because he's not as, quote-unquote, sexy as, you know, the LeBrons, the KDs, the Kyries, the John Morants, and, you know, all of those guys. And, again, he's in a low-market city in Denver, right? A lot of people whose casual basketball fans don't watch Denver play a lot, right? They're just like, how did Denver sweep L.A.? Man, (laughs) Denver's been the best team in the league since December 20th, right? Yeah, they have been. But casual basketball fans wouldn't know that. But just looking at this guy, man, um, and seeing him elevate his play, 
you know, as, as the playoff pickup, I, I just think he's phenomenal. So I, I would say he's a cross between Sabonis and Kevin McHale. And some dirt. I give him some dirt getting there, too. He's just, am- <laughs> just amazing. Uh, Lavelle, I appreciate your time, man. I'll talk to you soon. Good luck to your Celtics the rest of the way. Thank you, my man. I appreciate you having me on. All right, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> my guy. The, Lavelle Moten, the absolute best. I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one time with teachers. With class sizes like about 16 per teacher, you can really get that one-on-one help a lot of students need. A 12-to-1 student-to-faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu.